Now, and, and actually talking about being prepared, um, who we spoke about before, Roy, um, who was on the guest, or uh, on the guest, on the podcast uh, about two months ago, mm-hmm. um, he does art directing and styling and also producing in some ways with the studio. Um, and he talked about how he needs to be really prepared for, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever client he's working with. Um, so he creates mood boards and all this good stuff, and he always has so many different backups to things. Like, in your case, how do you need to be prepared? What does, like, prepared look like for you? In terms of uh, the agency work or in terms of the photography? Mm, both. Photogra- Let's go photography first. Photography first. Uh-huh. Um, if it's on the street, I think it really comes down to whether you can just do it or not. Um, okay. A lot of times, the stuff that we do, it's of the moment. So you got to capture the moment. Mm-hmm. So you'll have like, I don't know, a fraction of a second or you have like a second to get oh. that one look. Uh-huh. And so you really have no preparation time for that. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, you know, your body remembers, right? Muscle mm. memory. Um, if it's in a studio setting, yeah, I agree with Roy. I think preparation is always good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes time, you know, the timeline is less um, flexible. Mm-hmm. But mood boards, just to anything to make sure that the production of the whole team mm-hmm. is on the same page. Okay. You know, if that's something extra that I could do to better prepare everyone, mm-hmm. why not? Okay. Oh, so like, okay, street photography, does that mean street wear or street, on the, literally on the street? It definitely does involve street wear. Okay. But sometimes literally on the street, but, and there are just people who just do just the street, but um, me and my friends, we usually just do street, but also like editorial, backstage. Mm-hmm. It's like a kind of a full package for the fashion week. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, got it. What is your most memorable event you've worked it can be for whatever reason. The after party was freaking amazing, or you it was someone you loved to shoot, or just the atmosphere uh, of the city. I think uh, it would have to be this last season when um, BM and I went to the Valentino after party. Mm, which city was that in? Paris. Paris, okay. Um, so that show was towards the back leg of the the trip yeah uh-huh. and so we, w- we could finally just kind of start to ease and mm-hmm. you know uh, kind of enjoy the moment and yeah and it's, i mean taking a real like i don't know if i could say anything from 2018 or 19 mm-hmm. i just can't remember off the top of my head but mm-hmm. recently i think that's like it was the first time i was just like wow well, okay we can just relax yeah you know let's finish strong but yeah uh, yeah it was memorable what is what are those after parties like can you like give me like this from you walking in to like what are you yeah what is it like? Um, it's very nice. We're very thankful. First yeah. and foremost. Do they have like like the best champagne and like nice hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that? Drinks are good, and they yeah. were very. The service was like very frequent and very nice. So uh-huh. they asked us very often if we wanted to try the samplers or the snacks, like oh. literally like every two minutes. Oh really? <laughs> so. Um, but it kind of felt like we were back in high school or college. It's kind of clicky. Oh, I see. So even within the attendee list, it's like everyone kind of knows who they want to be with. Or like, there are roamers too, but you know, uh-huh. you kind of, you know. Stick to your crew. And sometimes it gets bigger, sometimes it gets smaller. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like you can kind of see if you take a look back, you know. Yeah. Okay, so then in that case, is there? are you going to like that after party to network? Or is it from that perspective, like I'm just chilling with my group? Or there could be a chance. For that instance? Or yeah. For Valentino, it was a little bit of both. Okay. Um, 
we really want to uh, be able to meet Pier Paolo, so the Valentino. Mm. So, and he did, and, you know, mm-hmm. had a good conversation. So we were really happy about that. But um, it was also just to um, mentally just... Relax. It was a, it's been a... We pushed pretty hard, and mm-hmm. so... I don't want him to get, you know, too taxing on him either, right? Yeah. It's got to be a give and take, so. Yeah. What do you wear at these parties? Whatever I can. <laughs> okay. Is it about functionality at that point? Or are you like, okay, I'm going to look nice? At that point, it just comes down to what I have available, but also if I can, I'll dress up just yeah. because, you know, if I'm with my client, yeah. I, mean, I do have to represent him. Mm-hmm. And I do, you know, it's an extension, so. With that regard, you know, after party or wear, like, it has to be appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll typically try to stick with, like, black yeah. just because, you know, it's a safe option. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it rude to not wear the designer of the after party's clothing? I definitely was not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely was not in Valentino okay. <laughs> when we pulled up. Oh, uh, uh, I see. He, I mean, Pure Paula was quite happy that, you know, BM was wearing. Uh, so, like, th- whoever the celebrity is probably should be wearing I mean, that person. It's up to them, but I mean, I, I, I think it's it's a nice way of expression, I suppose, mm-hmm. and support. So, BM was you know full Valentino. So I see, I see, got it. Nice, nice. Are there any like now that you've kind of uh, seen the strategic side of things and like that things like that uh, besides just the photography? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say. It, like, uh, have you learned anything new about the fashion world from this perspective now? Hundred percent. I think. It's such a fine line, and it's like it's almost like seeing a different side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Because on one end, we were, you know, I was a creative, and I was working on the content side, you know, just producing it. And the other end, now I have to judge the business side, the mm-hmm. strategy side, mm-hmm. the placement, whatever. You mm-hmm. know, so it's it's actually quite steep cur- learning curve for me. This, this okay. Last time. Is your I'm assuming your hours are not like nine to five. In Paris, oh my days! It was <laughs> it was like. Yeah, it was like 20, 22-hour days. 22-hour days. What? Yeah, that's... I think that's a thing about it. What? You know, first and foremost, thank coffee, you know? Coffee's, oh, my Jesus. Coffee was my one and only savior in that. Um, How long were you there? Paris was 10 days. Wait, you did 22-hour days, like, most of those times? And mind you, like, there's so many people that do this. That's the thing is, like, for that week or that, you know, whether it's, like, people who do sales reps at showrooms... Mm-hmm. Like, journalists, like, these are, like, this week, Paris is so busy and so stressful. It's, like, no what? one really gets sleep. Wow. What do you, like, but really, the like, by, like, the third 22-hour days for 10 days. You just get used to it. But how do you even, like, after a certain point, you know how your brain just kind of, like, it's, like, what did I even do yesterday? I don't remember. Like, and how do you keep? Um, I usually have a physical notebook, like a small one that I oh, keep with uh-huh. me uh-huh. all the time. And then I also do... I mean, it's kind of redundant work, but also just in case I have it on me, mm-hmm. I also log it in my computer. So oh, okay. The drive or whatever. I feel like at that point you just feel like drunk. Like you probably feel like you feel like I'm delirious. Um, yeah, like I, I would want to get at least four hours of sleep. Yeah. Sometimes I do, but it's, yeah, not likely during that week. Now that you're back here, are you, and also you had quarantine, were you able to get full eight hours and things like that? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> just because I think the nature of the work and the pace and the strategy we have in place, it kind of needs us to work different time zones. So Europe, mm-hmm. EST, PST. Yeah. I mean, KST, so. right, exactly. So we just 
case by case. Sometimes we get seven hours. Sometimes we get eight hours, I suppose. But I see. a lot of times it's, you know, sub six, sub five. Like, do you cook? I want to. Yeah. If I have the time. If I have the time. If I'm getting more than five hours of sleep, maybe. That's right. That's right. But then I should be getting three more that could be used for sleeping rather than cooking. Yeah. That's right. I hate I hate cooking too. I agree. Wow. Oh, and one other thing I want to know. Um, at these parties or just like, you know, these networking things and, you know, it's inevitable. Uh, you know, people like to drink and mm. and I, I struggle with this myself. Um, I love, I like to get to know new people, but I always find myself drinking a lot and the next day I'm like, oh, I don't even feel like doing anything for work. Like, I really don't want to go, you know, how do you balance that and what do you do to make sure that you stay on track and not spend half the day hungover? I definitely, um, my close friends know this, mm-hmm. I definitely have like a step one through five to avoid a hangover. Really? It's ridiculous. Uh, Can you give it to us, please? I, I can't. This will crush me. You, know? you can't? This will kill my image. What? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Can please, Off the camera, I need this. I'll definitely disclose okay. this. Um, before I started this, like 2018 or 19, mm-hmm. we had like a, during Milan Fashion Week, uh, women's, some of us were not sleeping at mm-hmm. all for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Or like getting one or two hours of sleep. So it's like, Something that we're very used to, even mm-hmm. if we just have to jump into it. Mm-hmm. So even if it's like, you know, you had the initial thought of like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. No. Will yourself through. You push mm-hmm. yourself through and I mean, your clients depend on you. They're yeah. There for a purpose. So you yeah. just got to execute. True. Wow. There's no, no, what's it called? No mercy. You just like. You just got to do it. You got to execute. Gotta you got to perform. Wow. Wow. I could, do, I honestly, I feel like I could work on, do like a fever. I could work through like like coughing but i for some just hang i can't do it i really or it's really hard i just can't do nausea oh I can do okay. everything but nausea oh i see i see oh man if, if the nausea is worse yeah like i would need to take some medicine but that step one through five that secret process i have <laughs> it's to provide you know and it works all the time oh so you don't so you don't get hangovers then never gotten a hangover i've literally like oh my goodness this one time in new york uh-huh I've never thrown up that much consecutively. <laughs> consecutively. Like all my days, like. Oh my god. Next day, first one there. Oh what? I'm I'm cool. Just um, that plus like three four hours of sleep. Yeah. I'm good. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this camera off so I can hear <laughs> this this process because I need it. So uh, we are back um, for this little segment called Revolutionary Photos. It's revolutionized the stage. So try to be as creative as possible with the naming of it we pulled a couple of photos from paul's instagram um obviously of course i think all yeah all of them are fashion related so we definitely want to go through each of these photos have you described to us like what was the situation the vibe what were your thoughts any interesting stories that were going on in these photos um different vibes for each of the photos so let me pull up so ah this one this one so um i will show this on the screen here um it is of jenny blackpink uh she's clearly it seems like at a chanel uh event um what was the vibe of this photo this is actually you know this is what when i first like really fell in love with fashion Mm -hmm. is the production of this show was insane they actually inside the grand palais they actually made a man-made beach an actual beach with waves really yeah so they had a lifeguard there it, it, it was just the production of this was insane mm-hmm. and you could actually f- like almost like it really f- smelled and like felt like a beach wow and they had like wave generators that would you know simulate that wave while the models were walking mm-hmm. 
Um, so I had a job inside, um, and of course, uh-huh. I had to take a picture of Jenny. And mm-hmm. this is when she was, I think, a little bit younger. Yeah. And so um, nowadays, I, I don't think she really asks her manager or whoever she was with for permission. But this is like, oh. this is how young she was. Was she was like asking for like, hey, is this okay? Because there was a crowd of photographers behind her. Like, yeah, hey, can we get a picture, right? Yeah. And so she had to get that confirmation from I think her either stylist or manager, mm-hmm. whoever was there. Mm-hmm. And once she gave the okay, I went first, and then the rest. Uh, so you like, uh, with when you're taking pictures of celebrities, are you asking like, hey, can I take a picture of you? Or they just see you there and they're like, oh, can I do this? Or they just automatically pose. Both. So. Some people are just blatantly like, can you take my picture? Oh, okay. And sometimes I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, for, because for this one specifically, like, I had a list. Like, I uh. had like I had a job to bring this coverage, right? Mm. And so for me, like, of course we wanted Jenny. Mm. But I had to get Pharrell. Okay. You know, XYZ. And so mm-hmm. sometimes, like, as much as I want to, yeah, I would have to kindly just, you know, decline. Oh, I see. And do they find your, like, if they're like, oh, can you take my picture? There's so many other people f- covering the event. How do they get their photo? You know, sometimes you'd be surprised. They actually, like, either personally DM you, mm-hmm. not Jenny, but, like, per- like a lot of other celebrities either personally DM you and say, hey, can I get this photo? Or their agent or manager reaches out. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so they'll get your name or something like that. No, oh, I see, okay. Now, when I think, and this is just something that came to mind, someone like Jenny um, mm-hmm. and now BM kind of, uh, turning into a fashion icon, what do you think makes someone, you know, different or able to transcend just being an artist and become like fashion, a fashion icon? I think a lot of things have to come into play. Yeah. I think part of that answer lies within just a business aspect too. The brand has to be genuinely interested and believe in influence or the potential really, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's more than half the game. Okay. And the other part has to come from a genuine place. In terms of YG, I mean, you know, or Blackpink, mm. or I think their placement is quite good, just in general. Placement. And typically, YG artists, mm-hmm. like Big Bang, uh, Taehyung, yeah. GD, mm-hmm. they usually have, like, they're a representative, like, they're a good representatives of fashion, like role models, mm. especially GD. Mm. He was kind of the first one that kind of put it on the map, right? Mm-hmm. Chanel Ambassador. And then I guess Jenny kind of followed suit, basically. I see. Okay. And from then on, especially in Korea, like once you get one of the bigger brands, mm-hmm. I mean, you're like certified royalty, right? Okay. Um, whether that be Hermes, Yo, Wise Hell, Valentino, etc. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, okay. Thank you for describing this this vibe. Oh, Now yes. this one. Vivian Westwood. Vivian Westwood. Oh, my gosh. First of all, Vivian Westwood is now like super popping these days. Oh, man. She... She has such a character. Okay. In this collection, like, there was um, models with, like, little daggers and knives. And mm. the, um, I forget where the, th- I think this is by Hotel de Ville. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, basically, I saw this model. Mm-hmm. And there were, this was for backstage. Mm-hmm. And I had to get a photo of her. Mm-hmm. And I saw the chandelier behind her. And I was thinking, okay, let's position this. Mm. And then she gave me this one of these. I don't know. Oh. If, and I she was just like, like flick. Oh, was she like flicking it behind? Mm-hmm. She oh. kind of flicked it and then she did one of these and I was mm-hmm. like, let's go. Yo, that's lit. Wow. But see, stuff like this, you just can't prepare for. Yeah. You sometimes can, but so for backstage for me personally, I, ha- I already have like, before going into this backstage, 
if I know the venue, I already have looks or positions or perspectives I'm willing to take pictures of. Okay. To safeguard what I could deliver. Mm -hmm. And outside of that, I could explore more. Mm. So for this one, it was purely coincidental, like spontaneous. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't show it on this photo, but on either side of her, there's like racks of clothes. Oh, okay. So it was like really backstage, backstage. Like she knew exactly what I wanted, mm -hmm. exactly knew what I was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So this is what we were talking about earlier too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, some of these models walk like 20 shows. Mm -hmm. It's like... Is that a lot? I mean... Yes? Okay. Um, and some of these are like headliners. And yeah. You know, they're super talented in their own regard. Mm -hmm. So it's like they know exactly what to do. Mm, I see. Do you think you could ever model? Hey, actually, y'all. <laughs> what? <laughs> in Almaty, uh -huh. in Kazakhstan, uh -huh. my first season. So like, um, that was, oh, when was it? May. Uh -huh. So after my first fashion week in Tbilisi, mm -hmm. I took a gamble. I went to Almaty, mm -hmm. where I met the head of the organizer. And so they, were, they gave me the plug, right? And one of the shows, like featuring men's suiting, uh -huh. they ran out of a model. Like something happened. Oh. So backstage, they were like, hey, yo, like, we need you to put a suit on. And I was like, what? what? I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do it. But oh, oh, oh. That was the only time when I was like, uh, yeah, no. Why did you say no? I'm scared. What the heck? <laughs> what? Shy boy, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, so you said, oh, you could have modeled. You could, that just just that instance, I think. But, oh, man, like, you have to see some of these models. Mm -hmm. Oh, my days. Like, they're so unique looking. They're like, mm. the character and, the, oh, yeah. I see. Okay. So you're like, ah, that's, I can do a lot of things, but. Leave it up to professionals, you know? Yeah. And, you know. I feel that. I feel that. Okay. This photo. It looks like it's in either like warehouse, uh, uh, the warehouse district in LA or Brooklyn. New York. Ah, okay. 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 This was after uh, either Coach or Michael Kors, mm -hmm. I think. And um, actually, these are some of the best uh black models in the industry mm. at the time and still is mm. some of them mm -hmm. and i mean we know a lot of them because we see them in every like a lot of the shows really different cities yeah um but this is just really an iconic photo for uh, like for me tommy tyler like everyone there mm. because this is tyler mitchell no oh okay okay uh-huh um tyler joe tyler joe he's okay. with hers but um uh -huh. yeah it was just a beautiful photo um mm. this there's a side like a more intimate, more personable side of modeling, but also fashion that a lot of people don't know about. Okay. Um, you know, it's not so much like all the time about runways and stuff. Like mm -hmm. these are real people too and yeah. they have personalities and yeah, just a beautiful photo, ah. beautiful instance, beautiful moment. So So this moment is like you're just catching them candidly, like Super. hanging out as models like, or just like people. I love the candid aspect of this because, mm. you know, some some campaigns like plan around that. Mm -hmm. What's a candid you know mm. pictures and stuff but like this is like real real like no posing mm. like this is just them having a good time and you know walking to to get their rides or their next show ah okay i see what you're saying yeah, so it's actually after the show oh got it got it got it so of course. yeah wow and they do look it does look really candid but it looks like of course Man, not just, yeah <laughs> like it's like wow this is too perfect they're just yeah wow so. i love that okay this Ooh, photo. Okay, yeah. This is after Longchamp, uh, New York. Mm -hmm. um, man, the cowboy hat got everyone going. Really? I think, you know, I think that's also another side of fashion that I really fell in love with is like the versatility of some of these pieces. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I'm, I'm from Oregon. We don't see a lot of cowboy hats. Mm. Korea, you definitely don't see any cowboy hats. Yeah. And so in New York, you see this like kind of boil, like, I don't know. It's it's a melting pot of like f- diversity, culture, but also like as a you know consequence of that fashion. Mm. So this person really caught our eye. Mm-hmm. LV bag, cowboy mm-hmm. hat, belt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's seersucker, but um, that shirt too. Yeah. Was he in, in a show or like? I think he was one of the attendees. Oh, wow. But Wow. Um, that's so a look. Some of the attendees look better than actually, you know, <laughs> forgive me for saying this, you know, uh-huh. the, the actual show. Like really? There really, there really are some people, especially in New York, that are just full of character. Yeah. They know exactly what they want to go for. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, it's, I don't know if you ever pay attention to these things, but like, I'm sure you do. Sorry, I, I phrased it wrong. More little, of like, like his skin color and how it juxtaposes with like, the blue, the, and the blue white. and the white. Oh yeah. my gosh! And the white hat. It looks. It just, it just pops. Pops. Yeah. 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 Wow. And it's like claw. It's yeah. I love that. Okay. This photo. Ah. Okay. Yeah. This is London. Okay. Um, this show actually had a couple of Korean models too. Okay. But yeah, like um, you know, I used to be really scared of clowns <laughs> when I was little. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, not to say you know maybe this, maybe that wasn't the main you know inspiration behind this but mm. i took this photo because yeah it kind of felt iconic it kind of caught my eye because of the whole mona lisa thing oh yeah along with the white skin and then the mm. face paint mm. mm-hmm. and so some backstage photos i do it's more i would say commercial like they're just the models looking at you etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. but this is more of the candid side that i also like Mm. more sits in tune with the whole street thing like kind of the mood the ambiance yeah real time how that really feels yeah why is the backstage photography so important sometimes it it goes in conjunction with the collection i don't know okay it shows for me personally i think to speak for you know my opinion it shows a different side of the collection i guess okay i mean it's a different energy and Mm -hmm. i don't know there's there's a sense of authenticity that comes with it i think so you're saying, and I never thought about it like that, but some of the models are posing for you backstage, even mm-hmm. though they're not posing. Sometimes you just have to pull them and say, hey, listen, we oh. f- sometimes these backstage moments, like this one, we had 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but for the Givenchy one, I think we had five minutes and then we got kicked out. So you have to pull them? Oh. So you have to basically get the whole collection in mm-hmm. five minutes mm. in a manner that whoever is hiring you mm-hmm. is comfortable with. Oh my gosh. So it's, I mean... That's why it's like compared to Roy and you know the mood board setting. Mm. It's just case by case because, like, you really have to know what you're doing. And mm. like, um, for this one, I didn't ask for her to pose because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's my job. And mm-hmm. sometimes you would just pull them together. Mm-hmm. And if there's a, a perspective or a photo you're looking for, mm-hmm. you can ask for that as well. Yeah, I never thought about. I mean, I, I always knew that. Of course, people get the backstage thing going, but I didn't know there was like a whole method to it. Now this photo. It's an art. Ah, ah, BM. Mm-hmm. Good old BM. Um, before the Marine Air show. Mm-hmm. This is our first show in Paris. Oh, okay. Uh, at his hotel in, um, I think he was actually calling either his mom or Sammy. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Whichever, but um, I, w- I kind of wanted to make a selection of photos that we could have between us that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. speak for our journey. Mm-hmm. So this is just one of them. Mm-hmm. It's real candid. Was this taken with like a film camera? Uh, Rico. So Rico. It's like it's a pretty well regarded um like street photography camera. Oh. Okay. Digital back, but um yeah. I actually gave him a film camera recently. Oh I really? Told him, 
Oh, really? You don't go wild. Oh, wow. I didn't realize. I went to Artbox and I was trying to buy a Polaroid camera. And I was like, why the heck is this so expensive? Yeah. What the Sometimes frick? it's like, you know, in the film itself, sometimes they, they do mark it up a lot. Oh, okay. But I think it's important. And he was interested in it, too. Okay. Because he saw the other side. And mm. so I thought, hey, you know what? I'm not using this. Mm-hmm. You know, put it to use mm. if you want. Were you like, was the vibe, since it was the first show, was it excited, nervous? He was ready. Ready? He was so ready, um, especially because it was right after Milan. Mm. And we were just so ready, excited for Paris. And um, yeah, the show was great. And mm. yeah. Nice. I love that. Wow. Well, these are all the photos that I pulled. I thank you for giving me the vibe and the. No I feel like even in that, I learned a lot. Um, so I appreciate your insight, and I appreciate your insight this whole time. No worries, no worries. And your time, your precious time. I know we're really strategic here in these no, things. No, no, so no, no. We're <laughs> thankful for you guys to host me. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, before we go, um, can you tell people where they can find you, where they can find Alt M, and anything else you want to promote? So or anything I didn't talk about, you want to talk about? No worries. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how much my personal Instagram would do, but mm -hmm. if you want to follow my journey, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's Pavel Mupal. Mm -hmm. um, and then ALTM Group also has an Instagram that we're kind of working on building, and then um, the website's coming soon. Okay. So Nice. All right. Well, I will, if you're listening to this, the uh, spelling of his Instagram and all the ALTM Group uh, Instagrams will be at the bottom left bottom right corner of the screen um but thank you again paul thank you so much really appreciate it and thank you guys for listening to this episode if you want to keep up with revolutionize the stage you can follow our twitter and instagram at rev the stage pod and anything venue live you can find on our instagram and twitter and facebook at venue underscore live and our website venue live.com okay uh yeah i think that's it uh thank you guys again for listening thank you paul and we'll see you next time.